I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. We did it. Welcome back. Welcome We're here. Welcome to the podcast. We watched another movie, but more importantly, we have Katie again. Oh my god. Yay! I can't believe you guys asked me back. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hello. Katie, what did we Welcome just watch? Back. We just watched Underdog. Which, coincidentally, was also a movie, along with Enchanted, that I watched too many times as an adolescent that probably affected my personality. So you're saying you're an underdog expert? I didn't know this. I didn't know that we were having an expert. An an aficionado. Yes, I am the aficionado. A connoisseur of the underest of dogs. (laughs) Oh, ho, ho, ho. I don't know why I did that. We didn't... uh, we didn't really discuss our thoughts on the movie beforehand. Alexa, did you enjoy the movie? This movie's fucking adorable. <laughs> Fuck the haters. This movie's cute as hell. It was really nice. It was pleasant. Did I did I have some issues with some silliness? Of course. But am I gonna turn down a movie about a dog with superpowers? Absolutely not. Get out of here. I, I told CJ once we started watching, I said, I'm sorry, I'm going to be annoying, but half my commentary is just going to be, oh, puppy. <laughs> and that's what it ended up being. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully the dog is so. Cute, damn it. Every dog is cute. Mm-hmm. This is like the I, uh, idealistic like children's movie, you know? Yeah. There's very little wrong with it in like really bad ways. Yeah. It's just an easy there, watch. It's pleasant, fun for the whole can, family. Exactly. There's nothing that will corrupt the children's minds. Um, but it's also not, you know, like super childish and boring. I don't know. I thought it was really cute. I think that the people that um, gave it bad reviews suck. <laughs> <laughs> they have bad taste. Yeah, Alexa laying on the harsh criticism to the critics. I'm laying on the hard Facts, oh yeah. Okay? I was gonna say when I told my boyfriend we were doing underdog today, he was like, he was like, that movie. He's like, underdog is is the fucking best. Was, <laughs> he's like, no, but you can't change my mind. I'm like, <laughs> no one's going to because it's a it's a fucking bop of a movie. It is. I'm with you there. I'm I'm completely in agreement. Thank you. Katie. And obviously the aficionado feels that way. Yes. yes. Uh, I was just yes. about to ask the aficionado. <laughs> can you please tell us what Underdog is about? It is about a superhero, but the plot twist is that it's not a person superhero like Marvel movies have told us. This is a superhero about a dog. A what, beagle, to be exact. Is that really a plot twist? 
I would say, cool. I would say so because everyone's like, oh, a superhero movie. We're going to see like, you know, a guy in tights. No, this is a dog in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah, kind I mean, of dog. There's nothing much else about it. It's a rated G, a little superhero flick, 80 uh, minutes PG, long. PG, actually? It's PG? <laughs> it's PG. I actually noticed when we, when it first started, it said in the top corner, it said PG for violence and foul language. <laughs> and I was like, what's the foul language? They didn't even say, oh my God. They were saying like, oh my gosh and goodness the whole movie. <laughs> there was one point, and I did point this out to Katie when we watched it. When Underdog is flying for the first time and he's dodging out of car doors and food truck stands or whatever, at one point it did sound like he said fuck. (laughs) I'm sure he didn't. But I swear, it sounded like he said fuck. Let Underdog say fuck. He can say all the other human words. Why can't he say fuck? There There was a weird joke where... The kid was the, uh, what's the kid's fucking name? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I, my brain wants to say Chester, but I know that's not correct. But like I, I think it's Jack. It's one of those Jack? random white oh, boy names. Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Sure. But he was like, "Can you say? Can you speak other languages?" And he's like, "Well, I can speak Chihuahua and Shih Tzu." He's like, "No, uh, more human languages." He's like, "I can speak." English. What else do you want? I was like, I don't know, bud. Like, it's a valid question. I want to watch the movie again, but having that voice you just made for Underdog dubbed over all his lines. <laughs> I like. I want to see that movie now. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> say, say, say his classic motto. Huh. Hey, there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. <laughs> bada boo, bada bing. Hey, you know what I'm hey, saying? I'm, bada bing. I'm walking here. Now he's flying. Hey, I'm flying. walking here. Yeah. yeah have, wait, have I, have, have, you, have I ever shown you guys my Joker impression? <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> Every time I feel like doing the Joker... All my brain tells me to do is, hey, I'm the Joker over here. I'm the Joker. <laughs> I've never seen the Joker movie, but I feel like I just watched it. The, the whole movie, I was like, hey, I'm the Joker over here. It would have it made it a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would. It's the same movie, but he's jo- that's all he says the whole time. <laughs> and all of his lines are just... I'm the Joker. Hey, I'm the Joker over here. I'm the underdog, all right? Come on. Hey, I'm the underdog over here. Bada bing, bada boom. Wait, what? That's Fat Albert. (laughs) (laughs) He he can't break out the hey, hey, hey. What do you mean I can't break out the hey, hey, hey? (laughs) We're we're jumping genres now. (laughs) I listen. I just made a noise. It just so happened to vaguely <laughs> sound like Fat Albert. So, it just vaguely happened to be Fat Albert's catchphrase. <sighs> let's let's go back to Underdog, shall we? Sure. 
I personally didn't like Jason Lee as a dog. <laughs> this is why I wanted you to dub over the lines. Because I could be like, I'm done the dog. He was okay. His constant I, narration throughout the movie was a bit odd, too. The narration was weird. Like, I felt like I it did need to, need to all be, like, past tense narration after the whole thing it was, was ended. Yeah, it was a little excessive, in my humble opinion. I'm not an aficionado like Katie here, but, you know. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> as I tossed my <laughs> hair back. Yeah. They, didn't, your hair. they didn't, like, give it a reason why he was narrating it. Like, it wasn't like he was telling other beagles about underdog or whatever. He was just narrating for no reason at all. Probably because it's yeah. a kid's movie to help, you know, drive the plot, make it simple for them. Yeah. Uh, there was one point where uh, fucking, what's his name? The villain... So Underdog gets captured by the villain, and the villain wants to take something sinister. Bar sinister. sinister. Uh, Bar sinister is played by Peter Dinklage. Who, by the way, I'm pretty sure that man um, does everything to a hundred percent. He does not half ass anything. A wonderful, wonderful man. It was amazing. Such an incredible actor. That man was like. I'm this crazy scientist and underdog. I'm going for the fucking Oscar, baby. Bet. He put in the same amount of effort he did as Tyrion Lannister as he did in this fucking role. I've never seen Game of Thrones, and I feel like I don't have to because I just, I see. What's the fucking guy's name? Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion Lannister. I feel like I've I've seen him in Bar Sinister. <laughs> When he's, he has that little bit part in L, I see I'm it all. So, I'm sorry, but but just the concept of, oh, no, Game of Thrones, yeah, I, I don't need to watch it. I've already seen Elf. I've seen Underdog. I get the I've gist. Seen all you, I've seen all you need. Yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna watch Game of Thrones, so. But, so they capture the dog, they capture Underdog, and... Literally in the movie, Peter Diglidge is like, I need the dog's DNA. And then he sends Patrick Warburton out. And he's like, go get the dog's DNA. So then they capture the dog. They give, they, and then they give, they're like, we gotta get the DNA of the dog. And then there's a narration where he, underdog's like, and then he took my DNA. I'm like, yeah, we get it. The DNA just being like red liquid. Like, Food colored like water. How much DNA did you need? You could have just taken a little bit of his hair. Like everybody had to remind me, and then they're like, and then he took my DNA. Yeah, I know. We we've seen it. I've heard it. I was half expecting when they're like, we need some DNA. I was expecting Patrick Warburton to go get like some dog hair or something. That's That's what I was thinking too. No, apparently they need the good DNA, the secret one you keep inside your body. That, you know, the, the, the secret DNA. Delicious. The good good. And apparently DNA is very red and very liquidy. It's just blood. It's just blood. But they couldn't say we got to get underdog's blood because it's a PG movie with only some foul language. They could have just easily got their hair and worked around it. Y- yes. <laughs> they could have just been like, we, we just need his hair. I think that... Acting duo of Peter Dinklage and Patrick Warburton needs to be everywhere. I Phenomenal. Agree. It was just such underutilized, <laughs> honestly. Like bring back the three wall live studio sitcom. 
and just yes. have it be like their life, you know? <laughs> All right, CJ, Patrick stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> They're roommates. One of them's a little messy. The other one's a sex addict. <laughs> Alexa, we are not even 15 minutes in. We are not ready to go back there. And then one of them's fucking Garfield. <laughs> and it's Underdog, oh, baby. No, the cat. Underdog would never stoop so low. I don't know. He's 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 at a rough patch. He's got to move in with Peter Dinklage <laughs> and Patrick Warburton it's and Garfield's there. And, and Garfield's there. They're the funky neighbors. <laughs> oh God, we've Penn we've and Teller's too knocking far. on the door. Oh no, sorry, wrong apartment. Oh you, oh you. I will say I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld recently. <laughs> I will say it was a delight to see CJ's face change from just like a blank stare to recognizing Patrick Warburton and going, "Is that is that Patrick Warburton?" And him like leaning forward. The reason I didn't recognize him at first is because in this movie he has beautiful, luscious white hair. Yeah, I didn't understand that choice, but I supported it wholeheartedly. The man works as a platinum blonde. Folks, his character, my man Patrick, his whole character is he was kind of like the henchman to Peter Dinklage, the small scientist, the small angry one. And Patrick <laughs> the was the small big tall scientist. brute. Well, it's like the pinky in the brain. It's like the Yeah, they really Oh my god, they literally are pinky in the brain. Well, yeah, because it's it's the trope wow. that's used everywhere. It's um it's the of mice and men trope. Mhm. It is. Peter Dinklage is going to take Patrick Warburton back and shoot Maybe <laughs> one day. Is he going to shoot Patrick Warburton? I, I learned this in freshman high school English. <laughs> of God, Mice and Men is a trope. It's in, it's in Pinky in the Brain. It's in Ed, Ed, Nettie, but there's three oh of them God, that time. Oh, my God, they're going to take Pinky in the back to shoot him? Only if he kills all Go the other rabbits. Go the buddies, Pinky and Patrick Warburton. Jesus Christ. This is After what I was taught. After you murder a woman. This is what I was taught in school. Okay. All right. <laughs> but my, what I really enjoy about his uh, Patrick Warburton's character is that he plays like the dumb, strong henchman so well. The man got a thesaurus to look up. A what? A thesaurus. A Because <laughs> he says it wrong in the movie too. Wait, he does oh. say it wrong. Mm-hmm. A thesaurus. A thesaurus. That's it. I was trying to do that. A thesaurus. I like. I was trying to say it wrong. Yeah. No, but you're saying the S. You're saying it with a T, not an S. I couldn't oh, remember yeah. exactly how he did it. <laughs> but he has one, and then he's just putting his own spin on it. There's a big fire, and it burns a lot of stuff. Ends up burning his entire book except for the P section. And so <laughs> throughout the movie. Oh my god, he's I learning... didn't realize that. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I missed that joke. Oh my That's god. It's so good. And so for the rest of the movie, when he's using the big words, they're all P words. And he's and when Peter <laughs> Dinklage says like perfect, he goes, Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm mad I missed the setup to that joke because every time he kept saying P words, I just thought it was a coincidence. Oh, no, no, no. That was, it was a good, good bit. I like that a lot. I did like at the end, he goes, it's very uh, paradoxical. 
What other character did you guys like? Um, or want to talk about? I, 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 um, I like the, uh, that they gave um, noted comedian Jim Belushi <laughs> literally nothing to do. And he got top billing. And he got top billing! He got top billing for wandering around. He did <laughs> nothing. Doing one fucking, fucking Brad fucking Garrett who played like one side character dog that had more fucking to do than Jim Belushi of according to Jim fame. <laughs> and you're right. He did jack shit. What was the point? I don't know. They needed to drive home that wholesome dad. You gotta start spending more time with your kid plot line. I'm sorry, but the kid, first of all, he's like, he stopped being a cop. <laughs> like, okay, good for him, honestly. But like, he's like, he stopped being a cop so he could spend more time with me after my mom died, but now he's never home. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, welcome to capitalism. <laughs> Nobody's fucking home. Your dad still has to work and provide for you. Oh my God. The fact that they were like, Jim Belushi, the only thing he did in this movie, honestly, is he thinks he technically did run over underdog. Yep. <laughs> but he's a superhero dog. So like, it, it he ends up not, he just dents Jim Belushi's car and Jim Belushi's like, hey, you cute stray dog, let me take you home. So he takes him home and the son is like, I don't know, trying to get out of fucking gym class or whatever and he's distracted and he doesn't care that's how you know he's a bad kid because mm. he's forging doctor's notes mm. so and jim Belushi, belushi's like hey come downstairs son i got a surprise for you so then he gets, comes downstairs and he's like hey look i got you a dog isn't this exciting and the kid's like no fuck dogs i hate dogs i'd rather he fucking die and choke like who is this kid yeah the kid was, I, he was a little shit he was a little shit, and maybe it's because, like, I never had a dog growing up, and I've always wanted one, and I'm sure, like, if I came home, or my parents came home one day, and they're like, here, we got you a dog, that would be a dream come true, so maybe I'm a little biased, but that was so fucking mean. I was so mad. I was so upset. I even texted CJ about how mad I was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, who does that? The poor little dog who just needs a home. Okay, he's but a he's cop a... dog, right? And they just let the cop dog wander away <laughs> from a crime scene. Yeah, that was a very and, unexplained part. Yeah. And, and nobody's looking for the cop dog. <laughs> oh, speaking about this, the beginning of the movie, you know, this dog, before he is underdog, he is cop dog. And they're at Capitol Hill. Capital City. Capital City in the Capitol Capitol Hill. And the mayor of this area is giving like a big press conference about they're trying to take away crime. And all in front of them are just all these cases of crimes that they either like have open or they're completed, whatever. It was a good PR shot. Yeah. It was a really good photo for the newspaper. And then Cop Dog is like, oh shit, there's something in that one box. Bark, bark, let me hop on there. And then everyone's like, oh damn, that must be a bomb. And so they evacuated the building. It was a whole big hullabaloo. People were, like, trampling over others. It was like Black Friday. Turns out. Yeah, that's, again, the cops are like, everybody get out. But they're not, like, supervising people no. leaving. So people are getting trampled. People are getting injured. Like, what? 
Turns out there wasn't a bomb in a box. It was pork. Someone accidentally put a pork box in the box of crime okay. files. Why? Why? Why was there a box of pork from the Pork Association? Every once in a while, people misplace of their pork boxes. It happens. Un uncovered pork leg. And how did he get so far into cop dog school? <laughs> you, have, you have to graduate cop dog school. That's not, this isn't even like a thing. When, so, when cops have to train dogs, the first, one of the first things that they have to teach them is they have to make sure as puppies that they know how to play. Because if they can play, then that means that they're more um, open to learning new things and like... They can, uh, basically the way that they train dogs is to train them like sniffing out bombs and drugs and whatever is a game. So they're very enthusiastic about it. So obviously it's a rigorous training process. How the fuck did he graduate dog cop school? And so much so that he was the only bomb sniffing dog with the mayor his, at, like, a very high-profile thing. His dog parents probably bought his education. Yeah, you know what? And that's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. did you hear about that dog cop school <laughs> scandal? Mm -hmm. All the parents, they were paying off the, the coaches to get him into dog cop school. But, but he, was, he was actually getting a scholarship for dog canoeing. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was actually a dog influencer. That was the whole thing. <laughs> A dog fluencer. A dog fluencer. Yeah. On YouTube. Now, Katie. Yes. You you're here for us for underdog. Yes. Previously, you were here for us for. En enchanted. Enchanted, yes. because I always want to say Ella Enchanted. No. It's not that one. Enchanted. It's a different Enchanted. Both of these movies, two thousand seven. Both of these movies had a big impact in your childhood. Yes. <laughs> and both of these Sadly. movies have Amy Adams. I know. I think this is where my Amy Adams crush got started. You think? I think. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was very non-observant uh, non as a child. I would just be like, wow, that lady's pretty. Let's not do anything about that for like 10 more years. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tell us about your thoughts on Amy Adams in this movie. First, you like her better or just, worse than an Enchanted? I have to ask. You know that Amy Adams is a dog. In <laughs> like, I get it. I also love Amy Adams. And I also had a crush on her from a young age. But you know she's a dog in this one, right? I mean, we can talk about it. I don't. If you're, if if you're into that, I'm not gonna shame you. But like, no. Okay. First of all, I didn't even know that was Amy Adams until like we were renting it on Amazon, and I'm like, oh, Amy Adams is in this, and she's like, yeah, she plays the dog, and I'm like, she plays the what? The what? So I didn't. There's something sexy about that dog voice. <laughs> I feel like, though, her performance as Enchanted was way better. She sang, she danced, she put on a performance. In this one, she said a few lines, and that's it. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I think you she, made a right choice. She did a good job. She was a very convincing dog, I guess. But I just have to say, 
the Enchanted role was better, and apparently 2007 was a great year for Amy Adams. <laughs> Good job, An Amy. iconic year. Hey, Amy. Great job in 2007. You really knocked it out of the park for that year. Really knocked it out. You had the lead role as Giselle in a Disney movie musical, and also you were the dog. <laughs> Amy, would you... Katie was uh, in love with, I guess. Hey, Amy. Do you think this is the worst, or uh, do you think, like, after 2007, everything went downhill? <laughs> Amy? What? I can't even remember when Amy Adams started past 2007. I know, I'm trying to look it up right now. Amy she Adams? Was in that, she was in that alien uh, linguist movie where she <laughs> held up That's a... I've heard that, that film's iconic, but I have yet to see it because I was kind of scared... I thought it looked scary. Wait a minute. She holds up a sign and it turns into a meme. <laughs> I almost forgot what you told me, Alexa. The fun fact you have about a Amy Adams with another connection to what's, another movie. What's my fun fact? She was also... My brain is, is squashed right now. <laughs> before we watched the movie, you told me that she was in the 2013 movie Man of Steel. Oh, no. <laughs> CJ. Yes, yes. God, I sent CJ this right before we, we watched the movie because my mind was fucking <laughs> melted by this big brain fact. I mean, yeah, so when I was researching the uh, the film, I went onto the trivia page of IMDb um, and found this truly iconic piece of trivia um, that says, with her subse subsequent role of Man in Steel... I'm gonna take that back again because I'm an idiot and I can't read. Yeah. I need a thethereth. She was the man in steel. With her subsequent role in Man of Steel, Amy Adams is the only actress to play the love interest of both Underdog and Superman. And that's an impressive title to hold. What a fucking big brained take. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? are you talking about like people can be in different movies <laughs> no you're only in like, one movie ever and that's it like you could say like uh, with her subsequent role in enchanted amy adams is the only one to play a love interest of both underdog and fucking dr mcdreamy from fucking gray's anatomy like what are you talking about <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous thing to say she she can get it on with two superheroes two superheroes <gasps> that basically have a dog. that basically have the same color scheme that's they true fly. they yeah. both can fly who copied who when you really think about it is, Guys, is, why did the dog need a secret identity? <laughs> what do you mean, huh? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, The Alexa? best part was when the, the love interest of Jack was, like, pinning up newspapers and she pinned a piece of notebook paper that said, Who is Underdog? <laughs> does it... My question is, does it fucking matter who Underdog is? He's a dog! Yeah, like, yeah, but we don't know which dog he, he is. He's no different than any other beagle on the street. But who gives a shit? 
shit if he's just if he's just another dog. Like, no, hey, listen. Like I want to know. I want to know. All right, buddy. That dog <laughs> pissing on that fire hydrant. I want to know if that was, that one has superpowers in his I was, bones. I was so incredulous by your statement that I just whacked my microphone six feet away from me. I want to know if I pick up a dog from the pound, if that one might just maybe might be under. Yeah, it's a chihuahua. It might be underdog. <laughs> All right. I don't know. But, like, uh, obviously, I understand why you would be like, who is Superman? Who is Batman, who's Spider-Man, because it's a human being. Uh, Spider-Man's that, a spider. It says it in the name. You're right. Should, these are people that are also probably existing within society. And you're like, ooh, like, what do they do in their free time? Like, like uh, Superman's a journalist. Like, oh, he's he's a journalist. That's uh, He goes to the grocery stores. He's going to Trader Joe's on the weekends. And then he's fighting crime. What is the dog doing that you're so interested in his oh private my. life? Alexa, he's, are you telling me... Underdog can't go to Trader Joe's? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they allow dogs unless he's a service animal. Yeah, but they, would, they would allow underdog. <laughs> they would allow underdog. Did you see that lady in that scene where he was like figuring out his powers and he flew through the building and that lady had an enormous <laughs> yeah. subway sandwich? Yeah. Just shoving the entire thing in her mouth. <laughs> it was comically large. It was, it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Wait, and then the kid was like, underdog, we need to make your secret identity even stronger. (laughs) He's a fucking dog. (laughs) The thing I get upset about, because I I personally agree with him needing an identity. What I don't get is why did he have to talk in rhymes? That's like the, that's underdogs, it's his brand. Oh, so that's the thing you agree with. No, I don't agree with it. It was annoying as fuck. Like that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's his brand but, from like the original Underdog show. I don't know much about Underdog, but I knew I do know that he rhymes. Point, a, a point that you just brought up, Alexa, they showed in the beginning of the movie these like scenes from the animated show and Underdog is narrating it. Does that show just not exist in the canon of the Underdog movie? Because wouldn't no. someone look up and be like, Hey, that looks like that dog from that one TV show a couple years ago. No, 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 no. This is this is what I like to think is happening in the underdog universe. They made that animated show based off of the real underdog. It's based off a true story. So their animation skills in this universe are severely underwhelming with the time. Yeah, it's it looks as if it was a cartoon made to sol- to sell General Mills cereal. Yeah. Which it was. That was what Underdog was what? for. Alexa, where are you getting all this Underdog lore from? <laughs> Wikipedia, baby! <laughs> I do my research before every episode. Yeah, she's the one that knows about the movies beforehand, and I'm the dumbass who just goes, Oh shit. Oh shit, that's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Wait what? a minute. You're the Peter Dinklage to my Patrick Warburton. <laughs> That means I'm never allowed to hold a rabbit near you or else you're going <laughs> to shoot me in the back of the head first chance again. Oh, listen, only if you murder an innocent woman, okay? 
Oh, these they're making face. Oh, <laughs> Katie's moving. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, Katie. I got the shotgun. We're ready. I know. Thank you. <laughs> this is. I'm glad we're uh we're doing this via Discord. Yes, I'm howling at the moon and sleeping in the, in the middle, middle of a summer, summer afternoon. afternoon. Discord won't take <laughs> whatever did they do to take her tyranny away. Tyranny away. Discord. Discord. Are we okay? What else do you want to talk about from this lovely Disney movie from 2007 called Underdog? That is apparently on Disney Plus, but will be later because it's not available. So we had to spend four dollars on, on Amazon Prime mm -hmm. next year. Mm. 2021. Yeah, I didn't want to wait that Come on, long. Disney Plus. Come on. Come on. The need for Underdog is here. Yeah. The vaccine for the coronavirus will be found on the day that Underdog goes on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Mark our words. Yeah. Yeah. Mark our words. Coronavirus will be eradicated. Uh, so since you did your research, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, superheroes have multiple, like, villains? Mm -hmm. Is another villain for underdog Top Cat? <laughs> I'm just taking a shot. Is Top Cat a villain? Is that something? No. Top Cat isn't no. a villain? No. No, Top Cat is a hero in his stories. I can't tell. Is Top Cat a real thing? Because I'm making this yeah, up no, right top now. Wait, yeah, no, Top Cat is real. <laughs> what? what? I thought this was a bit. I, I thought this, this was, was a bit. bit. I Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I was, I was yanking your chain. I was pulling your leg, Alexa. I was. Oh, Top I Cat is I, real. What, is that like? Yes. Is that like his evil twin? Look at him! What? what? <laughs> Wait a minute! I've <laughs> seen that. I, I have seen that cat. Look, top here's cat? a racist Top Cat. <laughs> How is Top Cat a thing? I was making a joke. Look, he's got his junkyard band. He's got his band. Alexa, what? I can't what? believe that you didn't know that Top Cat was a thing. I I've was seen... making one of them funny hogs. I've seen that cat no. before, but I didn't know his name was Top Cat. So That's a it's a it's a it's a Hanna Barbera classic. I'm pretty sure he's had crossovers with Scooby Doo. Let me look it up. <laughs> so the question you haven't answered the question is he the evil twin of Underdog? No. Is he the Nega? The Nega Underdog. Nega Underdog. <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, look, here we go. Uh, Scooby-Doo and Top Cat. Here they are. They're friends. Wow. I actually never put that together, though. Underdog and Top Cat. That's funny. So did Hanna-Barbera <laughs> just go, we can do Underdog, but wait. But wait. Top Cat. And someone at Hanna-Barbera said, fucking genius, Phil. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> You're a f oh my god, somebody made their own fan epic rap battles of history, and it's Underdog and Top Cat. It's on SoundCloud. How much lore between <laughs> them are there to have an epic rap battle between them? I don't know, but it's two minutes long, so... Oh my so. god. What else can we talk about from this little movie, alright? I said it. It was a little movie. It wasn't a film? No! <laughs> Sure, I'll give it the title of film, but I mean, it was nothing to really sniff at, you know? Ha! Sniffing bugs ha. like dogs. Ha! Like dogs. Like dogs. 
Hey, what are you talking about, huh? Bada bing, bada boom. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. I'm on the dog. Here's my buddy Top Cat. I will say, it, yeah. in, in addition to being an underdog aficionado, I'm also a beagle aficionado. Oh, yes. I do, are you? I, I have half a beagle at home. You have half a beagle? Just the ass. Just half. yeah, just the Where's yeah, I was gonna say what's where's the other half? The other half is French bulldogs. Six so feet in the ground, baby. What a phenomenal combination. And she has the worst qualities of both of them. When underdog lets out that howl in like the first five minutes of like, Jesus, Maggie, what do you need? A French bulldog and I- a beagle. Katie, why have I never seen any photos of your dog? Oh my god, I'm gonna ever. send you photos of my dog right I've now. I've known you <laughs> since high school. I cannot believe this. She- I've known you longer than I've known CJ. It's true. It's true. I will say she is a new dog. <laughs> I need to see her. I'm going to send you photos right now. I will send. So she. My sister's convinced she was a human in a past life that did some bad deeds and was turned into a dog. Oh, no. Because she likes standing on her back legs. She likes reaching out to things with her hands and, like, Oh, my God, is she underdog? (laughs) I think I might have underdog as a pet. And she loves the smell of coffee. Yo, can I get some of her DNA? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of... Yeah, you just gotta take it out with a big... Does syringe. Yeah. Speaking of which, I love how Underdog got his powers by things not being injected into him. Things just had to fall onto him. Yes, they just fell upon him. Yeah, it happens. happens. Also, I didn't really understand what Peter Dinklage was doing because he was like, I I I want to unlock animals' full potential, like like the limitless drug, but with dogs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then, like. And he only thought, like, his last ditch effort was to give himself the underdog powers. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't know why he didn't pop one of those pills sooner. And also, the dogs, his own attack, like, attack dogs, which literally their names were Kill, Attack, and Maim, they were also cop dogs. They were the cop dogs that made fun of underdog in the beginning. Wait. So again, missing cop dogs. Wait, they were? I never put two and two together. They were the same breed, so we assume. Yeah. And they had the same voices and everything. I never. I think they were teasing him again in the the second time that they saw him about his, like, nose or whatever. Yeah. But, like, again, they're... Three missing cop dogs, and those are the good cop dogs, obviously. They're good at their job, so why did nobody turn around and be like, where the fuck are our cop dogs? All right, Alexa, I sent you five pictures of my dog, including a video of her seeing Santa drive around on the um, fire department. Santa? The most iconic thing about our town. (laughs) The only iconic thing about our town. Now that... Um, we are all older, me and my siblings. It is up to our dog to carry on the tradition of my mom going, guys, do you want to go outside and see Santa? And she's like, Maggie, you want to go outside and see Santa? (laughs) Bro, when we moved from there, our new town does not do that. And every time we're like, man, this town fucking sucks. We got no fucking Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What a good dog. She's so... She looks like Scooby-Doo. She kind of does. Like, when she was very younger, we thought she was, like, Scrappy-Doo. She's very stupid. Scrappy. 
she's very stupid. She uh, doesn't know that uh, voices over the phone aren't right next to her. So every time my mom puts me on the phone with her, yes, I am that type of white person. She always barks because she's so confused. Uh, She she doesn't know how to... She does not know how to pick up a Frisbee. (laughs) She barks at it instead because it will not pick up off the ground. So maybe she is underdog and she's just playing stupid. Yeah, she's playing stupid. This is on purpose. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Oh, no. Oh, she's so excited to see Santa. (laughs) This is so exciting. Oh, she's so excited. I'm sorry we had to put the podcast on hold so that I could fucking enjoy this dog. She's terrific. All good. Once you finish with the dog, I think it's time to dive in to the music. Oh, the iconic soundtrack. Yes, sir. There are two tracks. There are two theme songs to this movie not a lot of movies get two theme songs uh, yeah the same song just two different genres (laughs) (laughs) it was so good we had to do it again oh yeah we had to do it twice the first and i love their titles so it's called so uh it they're just covers of the underdog theme so this song had already existed there's underdog rocks by the plain white tees and then there's underdog raps by Kyle Massey of Corey in the House fame. Rocks was by the Plain White Tees? Yes! What? I didn't know that. Yes! This was at the height of Hey There, Delilah. Oh, oh. my god. <laughs> They're the same band that goes, There's only one thing. That's to, them? To right? Do Am I right in saying words that? For you. Yes. All right. I'll okay. <laughs> yes. Wow. They have a good repertoire of music. Hey There, Delilah. Yes. That one, two, three song. And then Underdog Rocks. What and more then could Underdog you want? Rocks. Yeah, yeah. It, it fucking slaps. And then there's Underdog Raps, which you said was Kyle, who is the Cory in a house boy. Yes. He's, it's a party every week, baby. <laughs> I have vague memories of watching Disney Channel when I was younger. And during the commercial break, there would be the music video starring Kyle Massey. <laughs> Of underdog okay, so there raps. Was, there was a music video, oh, right? Yes. I wasn't imagining oh. no, there, that. And it was a music video in the sense of it was half clips from the movie, half clips of Kyle and uh, Massey singing, oh, like on a rooftop best. somewhere. That's the that's only place the allowed best. to sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I find it? Did I find it online? There's only one thing, one thing to, to do. do. Three words for you. This stop and shop commercial has to stop because stop and also shop because I have to watch Kyle Massey do the underdog rap. Oh baby, the CGI. This is great audio content. For those of you listening at home, Alexa is like jamming out to this underdog theme. Oh, this isn't good at all. <laughs> Here, now I'm going to show it to them. Oh, yeah. He's, oh. The man is just on a rooftop jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. This just technically means that Peter Dinklage is in a music video, and that's thrilling. He could EGOT with that right there. Oh, baby, he could EGOT. <laughs> 
I got an Emmy for Game of Thrones, an Oscar for whatever, a Tony for whatever, and a Grammy for underdog raps. Incredible. <laughs> Good. It's fucking well deserved. <laughs> I want to hear his cover. <laughs> now, I, I, it's safe to say that all of us here, we enjoyed the movie, right? Yes. Absolutely. There are some people online who did not feel the same. And we're going to fucking kill them. Yeah. We're going to go. Yeah. We're going to rip their entrails out. Yeah. And feed them to underdogs. We're going to step on their larynxes. Yeah. I'm the joker over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, now I think it's time for some Amazon one-star reviews. Do, 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 do. Is there like a theme why, or a jingle? Why did you and I both think to do a theme? <laughs> I, like, my heart was like time to sing. Alexa, like, we're just on the same wavelength. It's the, it's, really it's, the, are. it's the shitty high school experience. <laughs> it's the shitty high school drama club. <laughs> it's the shared drama. <laughs> this first one-star review comes from Dr. Doug 3. It was written January 18th, 2017. The title is, This movie is about a dog and is a dog. Shoot it, put it out of its misery. Oh my god! <laughs> he, oh god! He goes on to say that this is another formulaic dog, like, buddy movie, like Turner and Hooch, and it's just really dumb and stupid. But that's the first review. I think, um, that... That's fucking nonsense. I can't believe they're going to fucking give him the Lenny treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Ridiculous. we have Jay Perez uh, in March 30th, 2011, saying, what? What? This is nothing like the cartoons in the 1960s. Flaw number one. He and the dog are treated like pets by the humans instead of equals in the tune. Flaw number two, the dogs in the film look nothing like the dogs in 60s series. Flaw number three, CGI is garbage almost as bad as the one from Howard the Duck. Flaw number four, the villain and his sidekick in the film looks nothing like the ones in the cartoon. Flaw number five, the movie oh focused too much on the human owners when they do not on underdog. Flaw number six, the film says he got his powers when he accidentally got shot by a laser beam and he keeps his powers by the end of the film while in the cartoon he gets his powers from the blue pills. Flaw number seven, oh my God. recycled material from other films. Flaw number eight, sloppy production. I give this bleep, he wrote the word bleep, a zero <laughs> out of ten. We got some angry underdog fans out there. We have who are, a lot to unpack. Who are mad that cartoon beagles and real life beagles do not look the same. Eight flaws this man was able to find. Eight he flaws. He really, he really thought, he really watched this movie and was like, there's too much focus on Jim Belushi. <laughs> Like, Jim get, Belushi would Get Jim out of here. He would get Give, Jim Belushi the fuck out of here. Are you Jim. fucking kidding me? Give Jim Belushi. Are you fucking kidding me? Give Jim Belushi the Lenny treatment. <laughs> the Lenny treatment. 
<laughs> but I have one, I have one more review. Okay. This is from Amazon customer. On December twenty fifth, two thousand and eight. One star review, like the rest, and the title is "Unacceptable Role Models for Children." Oh, here's the foul language. Here is the review. Repulsive, overweight teenage boy <laughs> shows contempt for his hardworking single parent by ridiculing dad's occupation. And the bratty slob gets rewarded with a dog? This is a DVD I would not allow my children to see. The plot, music, and special effects do nothing to redeem this picture. Worst of all, the actors are sickening to look at. Shouldn't the lead player be expected to wash his hair? (laughs) Well, at least the hound is clean. But this movie is a D-O-G. <laughs> this is fucking... I have never heard such fucking contempt. I don't this know, like... fucking mean. It's just so visceral. That's so fucking mean. Call, they, they, they tore the kid apart for things that wasn't even, like the kids doing they called him an obese slob and he wasn't either of them he wasn't listen if that kid's an obese slob i must be just like a fucking monster <laughs> <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> i mean i don't i don't disagree that he was way too harsh on his single parent jim yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like but everything else he looked like a a clean and trimmed young man Imagine uh, watching this movie by yourself as a parent and then, like, thinking, oh, no, I am not showing this to my kids. I'm not showing this to my kids. That kid is fucking obese and (laughs) disgusting. He hates his single working dad. Fuck him. So what that they got better at the end and now they have a strong family connection? No. It doesn't fucking matter. No. That shit doesn't fucking matter. Does this movie know that dogs can't have superpowers in real life? No. Doesn't this doesn't this movie know that dogs have to be fucking clean? <laughs> and neutered? And neutered? Think of the children. Come on. God! Hollywood. I saw I saw that dog's balls. I did! I looked straight at them. And and there was nothing super about them, I'll tell you that much. There was t- yeah, you know what? He was fucking disgusting. There was too much butt sniffing in this movie for me. <laughs> I can take an appropriate amount of butt sniffing in each movie, but this one drew a line, all right? Too much. They didn't, I don't think they butt sniffed at all. <laughs> they got real close in one scene, <laughs> and that got- was too much for me. <laughs> That was too much for me, the Joker. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not going to go as so far as to call it disgusting, but movies that have hyper-realistic animals that they just superimpose moving mouths onto <laughs> is so fucking weird. It's definitely always jarring for the first few minutes, but then they get, like, your eyes adjust to, like, yeah. the fantasy of it. Yeah. 
some of them wasn't that weren't that bad underdog wasn't that bad amy adams dog wasn't that bad that one dog you know that i forget what their the breed is but that one dog that hairless one that just has hair on the top of his head oh yeah that was like oh hey, you're in the yeah. mad scientist lab and blah, 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 blah. what's wrong with my hair his mouth was <laughs> fucking foul yeah it had no business looking like that I, also, what happened to those animals? I looked away for two seconds, and the thing blew up. Did they die? Yeah, Disney didn't want to tell you about it. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all they 100% were like, dead. They were like, oh, say hello to the other side, the outside world to me, and I'm like, are you dead? Here's are the you thing. Die? Here's the thing. If you are a mad scientist and you recently had your laboratory blown up. And so you had to move oh in God. to the sewers underground to set up shop, make a new layer, right? You're not going to the grocery store, right? Oh, no, CJ. I don't know. I don't like where we're going with I'm, this All I'm all. saying, you can connect the dots yourself. The dogs disappeared, and you know where they went. <laughs> Katie, I, Katie just went on a facial journey following your logic. <laughs> the problem with... The pandemic and everything being on Zoom now is that I have to show my face, and my face is often very expressive. So I'll be in class, and the professor will be like, "Oh, by the way, like your midterm is next week," and I'll just be like, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Do you have something to say?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, but my face does. <laughs> my face has said it all." Here so, yeah, are. I just went on a journey connecting those dots. I was like, where is he going with this? Oh. Sorry I had to say it to y'all, but it's what oh. happened. They ate the the weenie dog with the leopard print coat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, they yeah, did. 100%. <laughs> yum, yum. Also, this movie did blow the lid off of Big Hot Dog. That kid was like, oh, it's just ground up animal parts. And yeah. I know... When I was younger, I was like, it's made of what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. That did really stick with me. I'd still eat them, though. Oh, I'd still eat them, yeah. 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 Jason Lee, I, this I don't know why I was thinking about Jason Lee saying those lines. Jason Lee has now played a superhero and a supervillain. What villain was and he? I'll, Syndrome. <gasps> he was Syndrome. Incredibles. Yo. Wait, yeah. wait. Now that I think about his voice a little bit more, I can see Underdog saying, "And when everyone's super, super. no one is." No one. So hold on. Let's ride with me for a second. Syndrome. Oh, God, where are we going now? Syndrome is Underdog, who is dating Polly, who is Amy Adams who is also dating Superman. <laughs> so, Superman and Syndrome share our es- they're, they're Eskimo they're brothers. Eskimo brothers. <laughs> right? We're all on board with this? <laughs> what the fuck I'm is not- an Eskimo brother? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, you don't know what Eskimo brothers are. Oh, no. Alexa! Uh... It is, so, you become an Eskimo brother with another person if you both uh, made Whoopi with the same individual. Oh. Hmm. 
Yeah. So to uh, to give an example that so you would Amy understand, Adams is just, if it, if Garfield, that... oh god, if 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 we found out that the Flying Dutchman also had Coitus with Penn from the magician duo Penn and Teller, then of Garfield course. and the Flying Dutchman would become Eskimo brothers. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. There you go. Jason Lee is also in um, uh, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Who is he in Alvin and the Chipmunks? Dave. Who's Dave in Alvin and the Chipmunks? Alvin's father. The father. Are, are we talking about the 2007 movie that we have to watch eventually? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, wait, I found this out today while researching this movie. Did you know that Jason Lee started out as a professional skateboarder? <laughs> I don't even know who Jason Lee is. Really. Whoa, buddy. Where he is You it? just told me that Syndrome has kids and they're the chipmunks. Syndrome has kids, they're the chipmunks. He's also guy, underdog. You know. He also started out as a professional skateboarder and he has he's friends with tony hawk and he's been in tony hawk games and he started out as a skateboarder and then they were like he was like you know what i'm done skateboarding i'm gonna be an actor now and now he's and then and thus the skateboarder became alvin and the chipmunks dad you know alvin that guy a tale as old as time song is own as old as rhyme beauty and the beast alvin and the chipmunk <laughs> yeah yeah we did it we did it <laughs> that was actually i didn't even think about that jason lee was in both of these movies because i also i also suggested alvin and the chipmunks you, when we were thinking about movies. 2007 was just the year of using the same actor over and over again. Amy Adams, Jason Lee. I think this is what you're going to find if you pick any year, though. It's just like it's not really obvious in the moment. Because mm -hmm. we got like, you know, 360-something days in a full year. No one knows the exact People. amount. And <laughs> Jury's still out yeah, on how yeah. many days <laughs> there are in a year. Supreme Court hasn't made a decision yet. <laughs> But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of overlap no matter what year you pick. That's true. Mm. Okay. The only so movie, we had overlap. a movie recently that had like oh. zero overlap, right? Probably. Uh, 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 I mean, I think Son of Rambo, we've had no yeah. overlap. There you go. So, but who knows? The year is still young for us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of overlap, uh, Three of, I believe, the four producers of this film have... So, one guy, Gary Barber, Balber, something? My handwriting sucks. Um, he also produced Evan Almighty and Balls of Fury, another Yo. 2007 that we will get to. However, these two other guys, Jonathan Glickman and Roger Birnbaum, two other producers of this film, produced Balls of Fury, Evan Almighty, and Rush Hour 3. And this. Highs underdog. and lows. He produced four movies in the year 2007. Oh, he also produced two others. They're just, like, not comedies. Is that, like... That's weird, right? Producing that many movies in a single year? I thought so, but... 
I mean, I could probably be saying this wrong because I'm not in the realm of film, but isn't producing just like you slap your name on it and you say, this is my movie. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, no idea. All depends. Um, it all depends because there are some like the line of work that I am in, like a producer does everything. They're writing, they're booking, they're making graphics, blah, blah, blah. But then like some, but like movie producers are just like, we'll, we'll, we'll fund you and we'll get the, we'll find a director and we'll find the crew and, uh, you know, go, go hog wild. <laughs> Left to their own devices. What will they create? Left. Oh, to go oh, hog well. wild in a film crew. Left is left. What will they create? We've seen some stinkers. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some real lows. Yeah. You got any more um, uh, fun facts for us, Alexa? Oh, uh, well, the budget was twenty-five mil. The box office was sixty-five point three mil. So it was a success. Um, sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People fucking hated it. <laughs> sixteen or fourteen. Why do people hate um, it so much? They just said it like was just mediocre and boring. Um, obviously, they have bad taste. <laughs> um, there was also supposed to be a, a video game tie-in, which never happened because it was poorly received. Um, and also, when I was researching it, the page said, um, I guess it was just saying that, like, it hasn't had any sort of re-release or anything, but it was worded so menacingly, it was like, Disney has yet to make any announcements that they will do anything else with this film, aside from the original DVD reissuing. And we were like, <laughs> okay. We are holding this film hostage, and we are waiting for negotiation. Negotiation. We will kill you. Underdog 2 is all about Top Cat. Under, yeah, underdog it, 2... Top cat. Top cat. Um, why did the jewelry store look like um, the set from The Mummy? <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I, I did not think about that at all. <laughs> I saw, was, like, I saw, I know what you're talking thought. about, but that just like washed over me. And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I believe this. I was watching it and I was like, why, why are we in this? That was a very weird set. You're right. Like, did they just have leftover set from like National Treasure or something? And they were like, I don't know, just shove it in here. <laughs> Make it into a jewelry store. I don't care. It was one of those producers. They're like, hey, we need a, we need something to do with all these extra props. Put them in underdog. But where? Put them in underdog. Just find a place for them. <laughs> I even like what because okay so they're like <laughs> it's a jewelry store but they also have like a a fox rug scarf it, it was a scarf one of the ladies was wearing I don't know why she was wearing a fox uh, scarf to a jewelry store I, obviously a very fancy one and I was like maybe I misheard and maybe I just assumed that it was a jewelry store and it maybe it's like some sort of antiquities store and they're like oh no the jewelry store I'm like the jewelry store with a sarcophagus like what do you mean it's an earring <laughs> it's an I earring like, <coughs> I felt like we were on like the uh, the mummy roller coaster. Oh, I miss yeah. the mummy roller coaster. I want to go back every day. Yeah. Every day I miss the mummy roller coaster. 
Oh, Alexa, this is very off topic, but I have to send you a TikTok. Oh, please. <laughs> it's of JFK from Clone High saying fucking um, Universal and Disney like um, uh, ride scripts. And one of them is from The Mummy and it's the Brendan Fraser line. And every uh, time I watch it, I crack up. I would have enjoyed this interview more if I had gotten my, my cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. That is exactly, I don't even, I don't even need to send it to you now because that is exactly what a, it sounds like. You do a good JFK. Thank you. And it's much better than your Joker. Oh, excuse you, my Joker is perfection. No. When that TikTok came out, that's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. nothing <laughs> bad ever happens to the Kennedys. Wah! I like did that to myself and to everyone around me for a solid week. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, I just, it's paying I, off. It's paying off. <laughs> nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> Sorry for getting us off topic there. You said Brendan Fraser and the Mummy, and I'm like, oh my god, JFK. <laughs> I gotta fucking watch that. Well, listen, do we have anything else we really gotta say about this movie? I will say... I'm going through my notes. I will say, either my humor from when I was however old I was in 2007 has not changed, or I just have the same sense of humor, I don't know. I still laughed at quite a couple of the jokes that I remember laughing mm. at heartily. When I was younger, uh, this includes the the give the dog your food scene. I remember quoting that with my sister so often. I also really laughed at um, the scene where the two love interests were being attacked by a robber, and underdog goes, "It's Polly and that girl that's always following her." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I will say, like, either the humor holds up or my sense of humor hasn't changed at all. I thought those were cute. I really like the um, the one line where Patrick Warburton's pretending to be an old lady so that Underdog can save him and then he can capture him with a collar with uh, people around it him. It wasn't the, the brightest Knowing plan. it was Underdog? Regardless, he's, like, hanging out of a window and he goes... But someone help me. I thought my window was a door. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Speaking of and that like, scene. Oh, sorry. I finished. Yeah. No, continue. Speaking of that scene, I was just sitting there going like, no one's ever tried this before. No one's ever tried to put a leash on underdog and just walk that's away what, with him. That's what I was thinking. I was like, because I thought he was going to be like, because I think this was after Peter Dinklage was like, I need his DNA. So yeah. I thought he was going to be like, ah ha i got a piece of your fur but he's like no i'm just gonna put a collar on you and just hope it works and just walk away with you a local celebrity with people around and everybody's just gonna be cool with that and they were for the most part yeah they just sat and watched they just kind of stood there and watched also why was underdog wearing his collar they put this they have such a big deal oh you gotta hide your secret identity you a dog you need a sweater (laughs) so that nobody will know that you're a dog but like he still has his fucking collar on that says that his name is shoeshine and wears fucking addresses we haven't addressed the fact because we've just been calling him underdog that he was given the dumbest name for a dog i've ever heard of before (laughs) The reasoning was because he was licking Jim Belushi's shoes, <laughs> and he's like, oh, shoe shine. It was one of the three scenes that Jim Belushi was in. <laughs> Top Billing.
killing Jim Belushi. And they just decided to stick with that. And Jim Belushi said his name is Shoeshine. And the son was like, cool, let me call him that for the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, we're going to call him that. Well, in okay, so again, I don't think, I think I've probably seen maybe a little bit of underdog from when I was like, you know, like when you're a kid and uh, I, I'm saying this. I was, this I, is I was a never a kid, so. No, I'm saying this like this is a universal experience. When I was a kid and Cartoon Network would play all of the classic cartoons, I they probably played Underdog and that's probably like where I may have seen it, maybe. But I looked it up and his name is not Underdog name. His real name in the cartoon is The Shoeshine Boy. <laughs> um, wait, or The wait, Shoeshiner wait, wait. Boy. You're telling me in the 1960s cartoon, the cartoon is called Underdog. But his actual name in the cartoon, people call him the shoeshine boy. They don't call yes. him underdog? No, they call him underdog when he is underdog. Okay. But like his okay. real name is the shoeshine boy. So it's the something. same. They, they called the back from the, uh, the cartoon. Yeah, no, it's the same name. But I was just kind of, yes, shoeshine boy. That's his name. Which confused me because then I was like, so is he a boy? Or a dog, and like the, he's a dog. It's like yeah. a, it, I, I thought at first I confused myself, and I thought this, this is why he's like a wearing Shazam situation. Oh, Alexa, this is why he's wearing a disguise, so people don't know if he's a dog or not, or a boy. <laughs> Look up in the sky. Be a boy. Is it a bird or is it a plane? It's a dog, dumbass. He's it's, just wearing a sweater. But is it a boy I, though? This is he looks like a boy. Look at its penis and find yeah. out. I. Is is he sniffing butts? Is he lifting his leg to go pee? <laughs> it's like a laser beam. <laughs> all right, I think we. Uh, I think with that we might have exhausted yeah. all of our discussion of underdog today. Wait, I might have something else. Woo! Um, let's see. Uh, oh, there's a Lady in the Tramp reference. Oh, right. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We saw that, Which, too. Eating the meatball. Eating the meatball, then dropping the meatball. And also Polly is the same. Uh, co- or Amy Adams, her name is Polly in the movie. Uh, whose owner's name is Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's whatever the high school reporter. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we know about her. That kid was the king of inserting... Um, exposition into quick one-liners. Oh my god! It's Polly. She's Honestly. the high school reporter. My my mom died, and now my dad is not a cop anymore. That's all you yeah. need. <laughs> Listen, this bitch is gonna be a terrible reporter because she can't figure out <laughs> that underdog. First of all, she writes, "Who is underdog? He's a dog." Molly, <laughs> does it fucking matter? And then every time she's with her boyfriend Jack and his dog, like his dog, very distinctly barks three times and they're like we gotta go and then all of a sudden underdog shows up like what molly come on now and also polly okay so i i was trying to reason in my head like why people would fall for a dog in a disguise and i was like well if you cover up most of his basic markings you could probably just be like Oh, well, whatever. It's just, it could be any dog. But Polly is another dog. So she could tell that it's not like, like, Shoeshine is covering his face. He's using it's the still same a very voice. distinct 
dog face and he has the same voice and she's like oh I went on a date with underdog yesterday Polly come on girl you gotta know you have heightened sense of smell you know who you really gotta, gotta know? know who the police officers who at one point had the dog then the dog went away that night the dog got superpowers and that next morning you see underdog flying through the sky and they're like well, isn't that just the biggest coincidence you ever did see? Yeah. They raised, they raised, according to Underdog, they raised him from puppyhood. Why does no, why is nobody concerned about where the fuck the dog is? Because he doesn't they sniff let dog good. wander away. Dog don't sniff and good, the, dog go street. That's it. I'm and sorry. dog go street. Why didn't you know that to begin with? Also... If your dog has a very obvious sinus problem that he keeps sneezing, why are you like, ah, yes, he is the perfect dog to have sniffing things? It was a, it was a buildup of a comedy of errors. Certainly. Comedy of errors. Mm -hmm. And also when, when Jack took the dog to the park and then was openly talking to him. <laughs> and we've established that it's not just him that the dog can talk to. The, the dog can just speak in general. Everyone can hear the dog. He's in a public fucking park. And like he's just having an open conversation. And then Molly is within earshot. She can hear underdog. And she comes by. She's like, who you talking to? <laughs> Like, there are people walking by, and nobody's like, hey, is that dog fucking talking? The willful uh, ignorance. Alexa, I don't think you understand. This is a facsimile of New York. I don't yeah, think... you know what? <laughs> it, I feel you like if what? you sat on a park bench with a talking dog, people would just be like, it's another day in New York City, the guy's sitting on a bench talking to a dog. <laughs> the that other tiktok that's like anything can happen in the bronx it's true it's true uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah because i mean if you if i'm not even i don't even live in new york but i'm pretty sure if i was walking in central park and i saw a man talking to his dog and his dog was talking back my first thought would just be like please don't fucking talk to me like please just leave me you'd want to walk you away as yeah soon as i'd be possible. like I'd be like, oh, fuck, this guy's going to try to talk to me with his talking dog. Just fucking run. You, Don't make eye contact. I'm going to go a step further and say, like, if any of my dogs suddenly became able to speak human language, I don't know if I'd be able to keep them as a dog. <laughs> yeah. That changes That's, everything. It really does. And the fact that Jack was, like, eating people food in front of him <laughs> and he was like give the dog your food like yeah it was funny but at the same time i'm like you know jack it is really fucked up that you're just eating people food that he can't eat in front of him he can vocalize his his discontent with you mm -hmm. and then he just gave him a rubber steak that was so fucked up <laughs> this dog can talk here have a poor rendition of food but it actually like, isn't food underdog should be able to vote damn it yeah, he deserves rights. Give him citizenship. I give him the key to the city. And the lock. And the lock. <laughs> I think the only other thing I did like, I liked the moral of the story that I thought was very cute. When he was like, there are no bad dogs, only bad owners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. That was good. And I also, 
I liked the line where, so the bully dogs have been bullying Shine this whole movie. It's Brad Garrett, of course. Because <laughs> what else is he going to play aside from big bullied men, even as a dog? So he's like, hey, Shoeshine, you coming around here again? And Shoeshine's like over it because he's got to go save somebody. And he's like, all right. And he barks and his... And all of Brad Garrett dog's fur comes off of him and it's just his skin. And one one of the henchmen dogs goes, you're so pink. It's very becoming. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great line right there. I was like, your friend is so supportive. Get you a friend like that henchman dog. Like that henchman dog. I wanted to see more of them, honestly. I thought they were delightful. Well, once the sitcom comes out, then... They'll get their spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have made more sense if those were the dogs that... that, Peter Dinklage captured and made super dogs. You're probably right. I thought that yeah. was what they were going for because he was like, bring out the dog or get ready to see my dogs or whatever. And then like the dogs came out. I was like, oh, it's going to be Brad Garrett and his dogs. But it wasn't. It was just like uh, it was the cop dogs. Yeah. 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 Good tweak. Thank you. Yeah. Any final words, Katie? Um... I liked, aficionado. I liked Underdog as a child, and dare I say it, I still like it today. Wow. Well, very That's brave of you to say that. Thank you, thank you. It took all my bravery and mm-hmm. willpower. I'm sure I won't let the Amazon customer let you know. Yes. Let, let hear of your opinion. Yes, because then I might just have to go fist fight them. Honestly, but- Amazon review infighting is a niche genre that we do not appreciate enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. The br- the brawls inside of an Amazon product review page should be archived for uh, museums yes. mm-hmm. for posterity. Anything can, can happen, happen in the Bronx. Woof. Ah. Uh, Any final words, Alexa? Uh, this is a delightful movie. Um. Listen to Underdog Rocks and Underdog Slaps. They're jams. I mean, raps, not (laughs) slaps. But Underdog does slap. Do I have any other fun facts? Oh, there was... I did find a poster that had the tagline, One Nation Underdog. That's... Terrible. Now, hold on. Are you telling me the sequel, He Becomes President? I was thinking or he God become- because it's one nation under God, but now it's one nation under dog. You're right. There's a lot to unpack Underdog with that becomes one God. Underdog under God. That's a under good tagline. Underdog <laughs> becomes God. Women rule the world. Cats yes. are now enslaved. Oh, wait. Yeah. Kind of already That are. one orange cat was so mean to Underdog the whole time. That was definitely Garfield. That <laughs> one was Garfield? That was yeah. his, that's his. That's Garfield's origin that's story. That's his Garfield. Mm-hmm. John's not going to be he happy with He hates Mondays. This. He hates Mondays. He loves Penn. Of it, Penn and Teller fame. That's all you need to know about my, my good friend Garf. Yeah. Yeah, Garf. <laughs> By the way, Garfield and uh, what's the dog's name? Odie. Odie. Yeah. They're um, of Mice and Men as well. 
No. They are. Garfield has to take Lenny out back. The trope is everywhere. Odie out back and shoot him. Yeah, it's everywhere. Oh, gotta give him the Lenny treatment. <laughs> Just look at all the bunnies, Odie. <laughs> look at the bunnies, Odie. Look at the lasagnas, Odie. <laughs> all right, I think that's where we're going to end it off. That's a terrific film. Yeah. Um, watch it. Don't let people tell you that it's bad. It's not. It's very cute and fun. Um, remember the message that there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. Mm-hmm. If you, um, if any of you listening ever find a baby and have to k- take care of it for about 80 minutes, Underdog is a great thing to watch for both you and child. A, yeah. It's cute. I enjoy it. Um, download underdog raps, um, and stream it so that we can get it back onto like the, the, the billboard 100. We need to, what we need to do is we need to TikTok it. So TikTok takes it away. And that's then actually, that's how the radio takes idea. it. No, TikTok will that's, run with it. That's what, that's what's that's, been happening. That's actually, CJ, a really good idea. Oh yeah. In fact, it's a dangerously good idea. Alexa, do as much as you can with underdog raps. I don't know how to upload sounds to TikTok because um, I'm practically geriatric on that fucking app (laughs) when it comes to my knowledge of how to use it. But... I will f- I will bring underdog raps back into the public conscience. Good. Or rocks, whichever one. I'm going to do one of those TikToks that it's like it's like I've made two I've made multiples of the mm-hmm. same TikTok and I didn't tag them in whichever one that you've landed on, that's what you are. So it's either going to be you're an underdog raps or an underdog rocks. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Speaking of songs that rock, Yes. And slap. What a what a what a transition. What a segue. Gina. Hi. <laughs> Hi Gina. Hi Gina. And why am I Listen. waving? <laughs> yeah, she waves. Gina's not here. You silly Billy. She's everywhere. <gasps> She's in the air that you and I breathe. <gasps> One nation under, under Gina. Gina. <laughs> Gina, we just wanted to take this moment and just say thank you. Thank you for letting us use your song, 20-something, off your album, Yellow. Thank you. Thanks for creating art that is somehow better than underdog rocks and underdog raps. And thank you for letting me bastardize it for our theme song. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) All right, I think we're ready to uh, rock and roll. Yeah. We're ready to underdog rocks and roll. Hey, uh, I I would dare to say I'm sweaty and ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on our socials at Every Two Thousand Seven Comedy. Um, Katie, do you have anything you'd like to say? Thank you guys for having me here. I have nothing to promote, unfortunately. <laughs> Check out my oh. SoundCloud. I, I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. You're yep. the person that made the top cat versus underdog epic rack battles of history. You got me. I was trying <laughs> to keep anonymous, but you got me. <laughs> Genius. Hell yeah. 
All right, let's take this away. All right. Underdog, 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 underdog. I don't know the words. <laughs> Corey, Corey, Corey in the house. It's a party, party every week, week baby. <laughs> we'll see you we'll here. See you all. Back in. Uh, in 2007. Underdog, underdog. Have you heard the news? Oh, seven.